Hi there, welcome to episode 140 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. When Microsoft entered the video game console market, they needed a killer app to help set them apart from Sony and Nintendo. Fortunately, they managed to release a sci-fi first-person shooter that managed to not only become the face of the Xbox brand, but a genuine gaming icon some 20 years later. Don't let anyone actually see your face, because tonight we listen to the music of Halo Combat Evolved for Xbox. Well, hello, Matt. Hello, Chris. Matster Chief. <laughs> oh... Yeah. Oh man, I can't I believe I just thought of that right now and not uh, reading the script. Like that, I thought, you, I, I thought that was in your back pocket. No, nope, that wasn't planned. That is like, and now I'm angry at myself for not coming up with this. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> uh, you're angry with me for coming up with it at all. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> no, I don't give a rat's patootie. Halo's twenty years old, dude. Yeah, it's half as old as I am. Yeah, me too. Ah, uh, yes, that's that is correct. We're, we're both we're old. We're both ancient ancient individuals. Let's see, it's 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 a uh, well. When is this posting actually? Uh, yeah, this is actually going to post on Halo's uh, anniversary, November fifteenth. Well, huzzah! Yeah, Look I mean, that. as long as I get it edited. In time. <laughs> well, yeah. But the goal is... Details, details. I got a couple of days to mash this together and finish editing a, a, a video, and then I'm, I'll, then we're good to go. But yes, the original Halo. I... Man, I have some stories about this game, so... Um, <laughs> good good times. Uh, yeah, this was this was something I was very wrong about. <laughs> this, this, this game in particular was something I was very, very wrong about. Uh, and I kind of lo- I kind of love it when that happens when I'm wrong about something like that. Like I was, uh, I was also very wrong about Pokemon. I remember when Pokemon came out and said, "I can't wait till this goes away." <laughs> Which one? Just in general, the original Pokemon. I was like, "Yeah, this this is a fad. This is not sticking around. This isn't. This is going away. This is. I, I can't wait." And uh, it didn't happen <laughs> because uh, it's actually a quality product. Who knew? Certainly not me. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, you you doing all right these days? You you having a good time? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, things are good. You know, uh, I just keep uh, chugging along like uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, I'm so scattered. I couldn't even remember what small talk we have already had. <laughs> We've been talking for like five minutes, and I've already lost those five minutes because I'm like, my brain's just like, hey. Did you say something yet? What's happening? What are my eyes itch? Ah! <laughs> this is this is turning out to be a killer show. Oh, absolutely. It, it's a killer show about a killer app. Yes. Line them up, knocking them down. So, do uh, shall we shall we get right to business, sir? Yeah, let's, let's get right in it, man. Okay, uh, Matt. Yes, sir. Hit us with some history. All right. Halo Combat Evolved was released on the Xbox as a launch title on November 15, 2001. The game stars a somewhat generic green space marine looking dude named Master Chief, and didn't catch on immediately. But it didn't take long for people to realize Halo was one heck of a multiplayer game. Four player matches basically became the new GoldenEye, as people all over the United States discovered that while Halo may not have looked like too much on the surface, there was something special underneath said surface. The plot involves Master Chief and his AI companion, Cortana, fighting aliens who want to destroy slash take over the Earth. There's also a massive round space thingy called a Halo. Chris wrote this, and he's never played the game before, so he doesn't really know the finer details of the plot. Uh, Full disclosure, I don't either, so he could be completely right or wrong. I don't know. You're probably sitting there yelling at me and us, and we'll... continue to do so throughout the entire episode so (laughs) thank you and you're welcome the game was (laughs) the game was ultimately an absolutely massive success and spawned a franchise that's still running strong to this day there have been parody youtube video series novels comics and of course plenty of sequels and spin-offs the game's soundtrack was composed by martin o'donnell and michael salvatore 
Sorry, I can't not say that like with a bitch. Salvatore! Let's get us some pizza and some pasta and Super Mario Brothers. Ooh, that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's good racism. <laughs> Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. Before Halo, O'Donnell wrote music for the Myth Games and the somewhat underwhelming PS2 launch, whittle, launch window title Oni, which is claimed to fame was having an anime girl on the front and a very shiny cover. Once Halo happened, though, he continued with the franchise until Bungie split with Microsoft, where he stuck with them to compose soundtracks for the Destiny series. Salvatore, on the other hand, is slightly less prolific than his composing partner, but was also involved in games like Oni and the Halo franchise as a whole. So, Matt. Yes, sir. What is your history with Halo? I know who Master Chief is. Ooh. That's it. <laughs> All right, then. Okay. Uh, no, to to be completely honest, uh, I have a few friends. I mean, I think a lot of my friends uh, are big Halo fans. Um, it never truly grabs me, um, and I I feel now I'm so far removed from the original game that I I couldn't get into it. Even though they're doing remasters, which are coming out soon, um, or at least as of the recording of this episode. Uh, I, I've played a little um, uh, couch multiplayer, which I, I did enjoy because it did remind me of all my days playing um, GoldenEye and, and Perfect Dark. Uh, countless hours put into those games. Multiplayer. I don't even think I... I think I once tried Perfect Dark storyline and I was like, this is stupid. I need my friends. <laughs> so, um, that being said, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't. I barely know anything, really. Um, I could pick Master Chief out of a lineup. That's for sure. I know a vehicle they drive is the Warthog, and um, there's some some funky weapons. Like I see in my head, like a like a two pronged glaive of some sort. Yeah, there's some sort of like laser sword, like an energy yeah. sword, and there's something right. called a needler too, right? Not a that little sounds... porcupine looking thing you hold, and it shoots needles out of it. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Um, oh, the, and the, and of course the spinoffs and the parodies, you know, Red versus Blue, yeah. and uh, you know all those other things that came with it. So that that's that really about rounds it out for me. Yeah, uh, it seems like the two of us have uh, pretty similar experiences with Halo. Um, I it also never really clicked with me. I was never really, I wasn't really into first person shooters at this time. I kind of fell off of them with the original Doom and Doom 2, because, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I was terrible at them. Like, I never got into GoldenEye or Perfect Dark, because I was just, just absolute trash at those games. Uh, <laughs> That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first console first-person shooter I really enjoyed, like, modern one, was uh, Metroid Prime, because the controls were so completely different. Of course, now that I've actually learned how to play video games... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad that you finally arrived. It took you <laughs> thirty years. Yeah, playing uh, with dual analog controls in first person, like it it clicked with me years and years later. Finally, and uh, now that I'm good at that, I cannot go back to Metroid Prime on the GameCube. I tried playing it not that long ago. I was like, what the? How did I beat this game? These controls are nuts. Mm. But um, I did try. Uh, a number of years ago, I you know I bought Halo with my Xbox because I worked in video game stores and I understood that it was like, well, this is the game to get with your Xbox, so I did, and I tried it for like five seconds. And said, uh, nah, this isn't for me. Um, I and I I thought Master Chief was just a stupid character design. It was just <laughs> this completely generic like Samus ripoff. I just. I didn't get it. Like people talking about like, oh, Master Chief's such a great character, and like the hell are you talking about what what's here this is not going to stick around this is going to be like this is a flash in the pan this is not going to turn into a huge franchise that sticks around forever and boy was i wrong i mean yeah. halo has definitely dropped in stature a lot over the last several years um but it's still a pretty big deal whenever they really release a new game so uh you know I was very wrong about that i did give it a more serious try a few years ago um i played about I would say like a half an hour of it before I, I quit because I didn't get what was... I didn't understand the game at all. Like, it seemed like it was really serious, except, like, then it wasn't. Uh, it was it was taking itself incredibly seriously, but then these little goon guys are running around, and I blow them up, and they're like, 
and making these goofy noises. Like, I don't under what is the tone of this game? What exactly am I supposed to be doing here? <laughs> I, I just, it, it seemed so wrong to me. Um, but it's the single player campaign is what I'm interested in. And what was it? A couple of, like a week ago, I got, um, so the, uh, at Stone Age Gamer, the company I work for, uh, they we just started carrying this thing called the Xbox HD Plus, which is a mod for the original Xbox that allows it to ex uh, display through an HDMI port instead of uh, just you know the composite that's built into the system. Um, it's a neat mod, and they uh, but it's I'm not very good at console mods, and this one doesn't require some like real work to get in there. So mm. they sent me a console to to do a video on because I that's my job is I. Do product videos for for Stonish Gamer, and uh, so they sent me a, a pre-modded console, and uh, they had a copy of Halo Two installed on it. Which uh, I was like, okay, that, that uh, let me try that out just to see what it looks like. And I watched the opening, and like all the story and the cinematic, and it's just like, well, this is directly up my alley. Mm -hmm. All right, fine, <laughs> I'll get Halo, and I will try it. I don't know when, but I'm. I, the Master Chief Collection for Xbox One, because I recently got an Xbox One, is on my Christmas list, and uh, I have, I am resolved to give that a shot, just like I gave Crash Bandicoot a shot after all those all these years, and hopefully it turns out better for me than Crash Bandicoot did. Although I still haven't tried two and three, which I hear are much better. But uh, yeah, that's my history with the Halo franchise. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think I'm gonna get or I'm gonna aim to get the Master Chief Collection because. Um uh, like you, it's for me. It's like this is kind of one of those uh, what do you call it? Like pivotal moments in gaming. It's like Mario Brothers and you know Castlevania, you know, and and then you know Master Chief. It's like it kind of I should kind of really give it a serious go. It's a part of video game history that I'm not familiar with. Like right in any way right. that I need to be. Like. I never mm -hmm. need to play another Grand Theft Auto game for the rest of my life. I'm I gave totally that, good with that, too. I gave that all the shot that it needs. I understand what that game is. It is just 100% not for me. Halo, though, I like me some good science fiction. And uh, I've always liked the music and the trailers for these games, too. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can get to it. We can get to that music. We can get to that music. And we are going to be helped with that music by the wonderful Matt Much. Ah, buddy, I love you. See, since neither of us have a history with Halo, uh, Matt went through the soundtrack, suggested which tracks to play, and gave me notes for each one <laughs> of where he believes this music comes from and, and, and whatnot. So I almost feel like he should be on this episode. He actually offered to be on the episode, and then I told him when we were recording, and he laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, buddy. It was like, hey, do you need another person to be on the show? I'm like, I mean, that would be great, but we're recording at 9 o'clock in the morning. He was like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rolling into work at that time. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, it's a big pat. Yeah. Well, here we are. Let's get yes, to work, we shall we? Yes, let's, let's shall. Let's do the thing. Let's, With the thing. Let's open up our halos and crawl inside. <laughs> crawl inside. Where's this going? <laughs> Are we still talking about the video game? I don't know what's going on anymore. I need an adult. <laughs> I am an adult. Uh, I need another adult then. <coughs> oh my goodness. All right. So the first track we're going to listen to is called Opening Sweet. Yes. It's um, it's going to be sweet. It's going to be uh, just super sweet, full of sugar. Let's see. Matt's notes. The first 10 seconds is the actual opening of the game itself, followed by a vocals-heavy version of the main theme, the operatic or chant-like portion that's fairly well-known for being specifically Halo. I'm yep. assuming that's that song that... I used to... Some friends used to actually come over to a house that I lived in. Uh, we, I lived in this house in, uh, in Egg Harbor Township called the Hall of Justice with a handful of friends. And... Um, some of my other friends would have friends over like they did a LAN party for Halo mm. which I didn't mm -hmm. participate in but I had a couple of CRT TVs so I helped them set it up and, and everything because that's me uh, and I remember this this menu music very very specifically anyway transitions at 1 minute and 8 seconds to a strings heavy pensive version with 128 transitioning to a related tentative piece very well worded Mr. Matt He's a fantastic writer. He is indeed. He's a fantastic human, too. So here we go. Let's give a listen to uh, track number one, Opening Suite. Enjoy. 
Well, yeah, I've heard that before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I mean, well, uh, I've heard some of that before. I heard the the, the chanty. Oh, I remember hearing that come out of my uh, come out of a room in my house at some point. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't when the time you had the Gregorian monks uh, staying over? Oh no, that was definitely that time. They were playing Halo. Ah, oh, I never knew. I didn't think they'd be gamers. So Learn something new every day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that that's some pretty that's some pretty memorable stuff right there. It it it's it was it was very good, very atmospheric. Very, um, I guess a lot more. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, dreadful. I don't know. It's it, 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 ominous. That's the word I'm looking ominous. for. Ominous. It was very. It had it had a lot of um 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 ominosity. Ominosity. Okay. Um, if <laughs> it gives me it, you know, um, it gives me that old, or I should say new, because I guess the old. Um, the old soundtracks for Doom aren't necessarily that, you know, um, Gregorian chanty operatic. But, you know, there's elements there. So, like, the newer, the, the kind of reboots by Bethesda. Um, like, if you if you didn't tell me what it was from, and I, I wasn't really paying attention, I almost would have thought this could be, um, you know, Doom Eternal track or something. And not in a bad way, because I think, um, I feel like, even though they're not the same game... Um, you know, uh, aliens from outer space versus demons from within. You know, it's the same thing. But like, I think they they the um, the composers both encapsulated that sense of uh, holy ish. You know, yeah, it's, it's got a real sense of gravity to it. It's uh, that's that's a good one, especially certain... since it's sci-fi. Yeah, huh? gravity, <laughs> space. Oh <laughs> boy. Yeah, no, it's uh, there's definitely a <laughs> sense of gravity to this game's story, uh, and yep. this captured that pretty ding dang well. So, hey, way to go! I think we're off to a, <laughs> I think we're off to a good start, huh? We're good, good it, job, guys. It can only go downhill from here. Well, that's good because I don't feel like climbing. <laughs> Tired. <laughs> Nine a.m. We're old. My knees hurts. Uh, yeah, so, I'll agree. Let's move on to our next track. Yes, sir. Uh, which there was a whole other Xbox game called Brothers in Arms, and uh, I don't think it was very good, so I'm hoping that this track is better than that completely unrelated game. Uh, This is the next track we're going to listen to. is called Brothers in Arms, and that was a really bad joke, and you're welcome. Uh, So... (laughs) You know, Brothers in Arms, and I remember that game too, and I had such high expectations for it, and it was not that good. It was uh, just another, another... Another one of those military shooters, you know, Call of Duty hit it big. And they're like, all right, let's let's everyone let's get I on can top do of that. I can do that. Let's call of duty the heck out of this. <laughs> military first person shooters. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Uh, anyway, this track's called Brothers in Arms. Oh, like right, Matt's got notes. Let's see. Brothers in Arms. <laughs> I believe this is reused, but most but the most prominent usage is during an emergency crash landing on the titular Halo itself. But then, at one minute, it transitions into a variant of the main theme, which I feel like is actually used in the end credits. All right. Cool. Well, then let's go ahead and give it a listen. Here is Brothers in Arms. Enjoy. Really good. 
Agreed. Uh, very. I uh, I really appreciate the build up, build up, build up, huge build up, and then instead of like uh, I don't know, just kind of dumping you off somewhere, it takes you down real quick, and and it kind of lets you ride like a slow wave out. Yeah, that was a that that first part was like it started off, and I'm like, all right, it's some you know, it's military sounding, you know, let's go, let's go get them, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it just kind of picked up with some really pretty notes, and it it really did its job. I started to get like kind of invigorated by it. I was like, yeah, all right, let's this go, is this is really nice. Let's go mess these guys up. Yeah, let's go stomp some goombas. No, that's not right. Uh, uh, mm, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was a very I I really like this piece, and you're right. It could have just it could have culminated in a and just stopped, but mm-hmm. instead it kind of transitioned to that pretty little second part, which uh, I I rather enjoyed. So good on you, good good job so far, Halo. <laughs> Way to be a good franchise. That's right. Way to be better than I ever gave you credit for. Um, <laughs> Hey, I'm always happy to admit when I'm wrong, and that happens a lot. So. That makes one of us. <laughs> a part of me dies. <laughs> like, genuinely. Like, part of me dies, too. It's my hair. <laughs> Ugh. Don't even get me started. Oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, the next track is called A Walk in the Woods, which uh, sounds a little bit too pleasant for Halo. So. <laughs> What does Matt have to say about it? It's going to be a very enthusiastic walk through the woods. Let's see. A walk in the woods. <laughs> a, a distant very <laughs> A distant variation on the main theme, which is well suited for the section which it accompanies. When you're starting to get your bearings and are supposed to feel like you're a bit more in control than you've been. Okay. Alright. Well let's go for a walk in the woods, guys. Do it. Enjoy. What's really neat about that one in particular is thinking about it in the context that Matt just said. Like, you're supposed to feel a bit more in control. Um, which is... Uh, that sounds really cool. <laughs> I really enjoyed this one. It, was, uh, it wasn't like super complex or anything, but it definitely felt, you know, kind of a, you know, walk in the woodsy uh, it definitely kind of fit that description like with the the kind of percussion going on had a very forest feel to it but um it does also kind of give you this feeling of slight empowerment uh which was cool like i could imagine just being like all right hey i got this game i don't feel lost and I'm, I'm gonna do this i'm a i'm gonna shoot some grunts yeah how's that for some some halo lingo huh stick that in your warthog and smoke it but uh yeah, I, I I rather <laughs> I I really like this one. Um, yeah, there, there's 
it's a great track. Um, it, there's a vibe to it that reminds me of like the the image that I get in my head is some some stuff like um, like uh, newer Donkey Kongs and um, Crash Bandicoots and stuff like that, where you get those foresty, woodsy, jungly levels. That um, doesn't to me. This doesn't necessarily scream first-person shooter Halo, but uh, you know, also you know, I'm not very familiar with the game at all. Um, just, I think it's just a, for me, it's an observation. I'm not, you know, I'm not here trying to like, uh, knock it down or whatever. I just think, uh, the vibe or the, the, the feel that I'm getting from it is almost not, I, I wouldn't think I'd be first person shooting stuff listening to this. Yeah. I think what, uh, what hits me is that I don't really know what Halo is. Like I said before, I played for a little while and I could not get agreed on what this game's tone is. So, i just taken completely out of any sense of a preconceived notion of what Halo actually is. Uh, this this one really just kind of worked for me. And I feel like not so much I'm first-person shooting so much as I'm, I'm first-person navigating. Like, I'm, I'm moving yeah. around and... All right, this this makes more sense to me. Like I can I, I can control this better. I feel more in control, and uh, well, that's that's kind of that's kind of cool. So yay, <laughs> so yay, <laughs> Halo. So yay. There's your back. There's your pull quote for the back of the box. <laughs> <laughs> I want that on the back of the podcast. There you Someone go. get that on the back of the podcast. We're going to get a physical edition of the podcast up one of these days so you can just buy it on a, on on audio cassette. I was going to say a cassette. <laughs> a cassette seems perfect. <clears throat> that or an 8 track, one one or the other. Oh, that's so archaic. I like it. <laughs> well, vinyl's all the rage. Let's just press an episode into vinyl. <laughs> Has anybody done that? That sounds that sounds terrifying. A podcast on vinyl? Yeah, is any is anybody like putting podcasts on vinyl? Terrifying. Alright, let's see. Let's the next track we'll be listening to is called Devils Monsters. Uh, Devils dot 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 monsters. Um let's see. What what are the notes? <clears throat> what did Matt give us for Devil's Monsters? Theme of the surprise enemy of the game. Ooh, there's a surprise enemy, huh? Uh, tense and creepy literally don't like listening to this because of sense memory oh well that's exciting well in that case sorry matt but you did pick this one for us to listen to so (laughs) that one's on you buddy all right so let's go ahead and give a listen to (laughs) devil's monsters enjoy if you can This actually reminded me, I think, that I know a little bit more about Halo than I thought I did. Because as soon as I started hearing this, I was like, wait, surprise enemy, this is super creepy. Isn't there like, like the plot of the game is like the humans and something called the Covenant are fighting each other. And then some gross ghosty looking things called the Flood show up and you have to team up to beat the Flood? Am I crazy? Uh, sure... (laughs) I don't know. I feel like there's something called Flood. I feel like I've seen Flood action figures before. 
and they're like these super gross ghost gross ghosty things and that makes sense to me okay this was creepy this is a creepy tune with all the little weird squeaks in the background going squeak 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 it was, <laughs> it, was a, it was very effective uh, good creepy stuff and you know what's really kind of weirded me out is like on a certain level this stuff could come off as like the kind of generic orchestrated music that I write off so much in modern games because like when we were doing the Waveback Awards and I would listen to the full soundtracks of all these games and it would just be forgettable orchestral track one after another for pretty much every modern AAA game this really does have a personality to it it's stylistically like similar but it's that kind of stuff with enough of a personality to really make it memorable I'm, I'm really surprised at how much I'm enjoying this this uh, track to me could very easily have gone into our uh, spooky special. I think um, it has a lot of the elements of what a, a horror movie soundtrack, um, you know, has come to dictate for itself and and every predecessor or mm-hmm. excuse mm-hmm. me ancestor or descendant. That's the word I'm looking for. Decester. <laughs> yeah, decester. Not to be confused with D Snyder. Um, uh, hey, look, we're not going to take it. All right. You beat me to it. And so I liked I liked this a lot actually. Um, there's I I will say so far what I'm what I'm taking away from this is that the soundtrack kind of to me sounds a little dated. Like I can almost pinpoint, and I think that's why I said on the last track it reminds you of like the Crash Bandicoot, Foresty, um, you know, DK, Jungly stuff. And I think it's because there's this, there's this period of time in um, video game music that sits right at this very specific area, the early 2000s, the super, super, super late 90s, and the early 2000s, like 2005-ish or so. That's when things start to kind of open up more and more and more. Not that they haven't opened up already, because, I mean, like, some of this stuff has got great depth. And, um, as you said, characters, a lot of great... uh, like musicality and and it stands on its own but there's i think it might be the it might actually for me be the recording like the actual characteristic of the recording of the of the the pieces that is giving me early 2000 that's just me though yeah i i I can hear what you're saying it's definitely way more um way more higher quality recording than the original Crash Bandicoot that we listened to. Now, granted, it's a generation yeah. later, uh, so you've you've got yeah, better right. compression techniques and larger storage, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but it's a... Uh, yeah, man. Um, stylistically, I do hear what you're talking about, but, you know, things being things being dated never really bothered me much, so... <laughs> Ask my wife. It might be a different story. She was bothered dating me. <laughs> <laughs> okay that was all sorts of awkward yeah anyway uh let's yeah. let's walk through some alien corridors huh yeah why not speaking of awkward i bet that'd be pretty awkward we just watched uh for a quick segue speaking of alien corridors uh for our I do a TV, uh, sorry, a movie podcast with my other my other friends called A Theater Near You. And our last episode, we watched the original Flash Gordon, not the original, mm. the the 1980 Flash Gordon movie, uh, which I had never seen before. And there was just this wonderful scene where they're in like a corridor, and then some dude in a lizard costume comes out and like it's a lizard man, shoot it, <laughs> and then they shot it, and that was it. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, uh, all right, cool. It was the lizard man. <laughs> Glad you got him. It was awesome. Real worried right there. Oh, good times. That movie was amazing. Uh, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and uh, listen to Alien Corridors. Oh, wait, wait. Alien yes. Corridors. Matt's words. This yes, is, as titled, reserved primarily for when you're roaming alien, the Covenant, ships. Hey, the Covenant. That's got a word him. I said. You did. I'm totally onto it. something. All right. It's on tape. <laughs> so I'm recording this. Yep. (laughs) All right, here we go. Alien Corridors. Enjoy.
Alien Corridors from Halo Combat Evolved, and yeah, that was some was some Alien Corridors music right there. Oh, absolutely. That's uh, that's totally you know scooting around an area you're not supposed to be on an alien ship. Had the 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 technological bleeps and bloops. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Oh, which again, I, I it's it's funny that it's reminding me of a mystery science theater joke that's connected to Flash Gordon, but you know, it just reminds me so much of the mystery science theater in the movie where he says, uh, uh, "Increase the Flash Gordon noise and put more science stuff around." <laughs> Check rate of radioactive decay. Increase the Flash Gordon noise and put more science stuff around. <laughs> I love those guys. <laughs> me too. But well, this this is a this is a good pick. <laughs> This was a this was a good pick. I liked uh, you know, I liked how creepy ambient it was, and uh, it succeeded in making me feel like I was roaming through an alien corridor. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, you were saying before, what's the vibe of the game? Like, what's what kind of game is this? Is this serious? Is this funny? Like, there's a part of me that feels like this is very tongue in cheek, like intentionally too, going going solely based on the the Mr. Science Theater joke. Mm-hmm. You know, increase the science. You know. The Gord, Flash Gordon sounds and more science. science stuff. Um, side note for anyone wondering, uh, Kevin Smith, in fact, did press a couple of his episodes of um, Tell Him Steve Dave to vinyl, and another uh, podcast did press a vi- an episode to vinyl or two. So, good lord. Yeah, apparently it was very popular because that uh, uh, the podcast is called Hello Internet, and they've uh, they've had to do several pressings. It was that popular. So, thanks, Reddit. Well, people will buy anything. Yeah, ha-ha. Hey, I'm not one to complain. I've got all kinds of weird stuff. Oh, I was just going to say, says the guy who's currently looking at uh, uh, another Funko Pop of Robin Hood from um, Disney, all whacked out colors for $24. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I think I need that. I don't need it. Says the other guy who's currently on eBay looking for uh, the last two worlds of power novels that he doesn't have. (laughs) Ah, yes. Worlds of power. Bionic Commando and uh, and Basis Loaded. And unfortunately, well, Bionic Commando, the cheapest I found is $35, which is like, yeah, no. Uh, And then the Basis Loaded one is incredibly rare and goes for like $200 and change. That's That's insane. They're all worth some money now, like, you know, 15, 20 bucks a book. When I bought these, um, wasn't that long ago, like maybe like 10 years ago or so, I bought these off Amazon for literally five cents a piece. Yeah. I, you know, the only you ones know they I, didn't have in stock were those Bionic Commando and Basis Loaded, and then they started shooting up in value a few years later. You know what I think? I think we're the cause for the value. Absolutely, we did, yeah. We did our world, Words of Power, which you guys should totally go over there and listen to. Yeah. We made I read audiobook versions of these. Yeah, these things. I, I read um, the Simon Belmont one. Yeah, <laughs> Castlevania was, Two, Simon's Quest. Yeah, that was something. Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm holding, holding that one in my hand right now. I I was working on the a Blaster Master video, and I included some information about the Blaster Master Worlds of Power book, and so I grabbed some others for a picture. So I'm holding the castlevania and the metal gear ones the metal gear one be hilarious because of the way they removed the gun from his hands on the front of it so he's just like holding there stand there with his fists up oh i need to see this oh it's delightful yeah hilarious but yeah that was a, was a good song sorry to, to you know sidetrack yeah. there yeah we do that i really like the name of this one our next track is called rock anthem for saving the world <laughs> hell yeah more energetic guitar-enhanced version of the main theme. If I recall, this is used for several major battles and a big wow. chase. Well, all right then. Uh, well, let's go ahead and listen to Rock Anthem for Saving the World. I'm excited. I'm ready. Let's enjoy. Hey. 
Okay, I have heard that before. I've heard that live before. <laughs> I went to video games live a long time ago, and uh, I remember, uh, I remember specifically hating this track uh, because this was at the point where I was so fed up with the concert itself not being what I had hoped it would be. Uh, because this was the point where uh, Tommy Tallarico came out with his electric guitar and started, like, dancing all over the place, you know, rocking out to this song. And I'm like, this is, like, this is the Tommy Tallarico show. Um, now, I, I've told this story a bunch of times before. I Video Games Live had a really bad chance to be successful with me because I had seen John Williams the week before. <laughs> Oh, set up for failure. So, uh, yeah, there was there was no way this was ever going to match that. However, I was still disappointed with a, a lot of video games live, and by the time this came on, it was like, I don't give a crap about Halo, and I certainly don't give a crap about Tommy Tallarico prancing around on stage pretending he's a rock star. Um, but, taken outside of that context, uh, that... I, I've also heard ver uh, you know, portions of this song in... Uh, future trailers for other Halo games, uh, which was very effective and like kind of listening to it on its own merits. Uh, the the rock uh, the rock anthem aspects of it are a bit on the cheesy side, but that like dun, 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 like that's a really good chord progression. Um, it's very appropriately epic, and uh, I I did. I did enjoy it for the most part, but I unfortunately have some unsavory memories that are that are tainting it overall. What about you? <laughs> Taint. <laughs> Sorry, I got caught in a feedback loop. Um, that, that was so over the top. Like it was almost unnecessarily over the top, but like I feel, I feel like I'm starting to get a better sense of the game. Again, going back to what you said, where you're like, "What kind of game is this? Is it serious? Is it tongue in cheek? Is it?" I'm starting to get this kind of like, I'm I'm starting to get the feel for the series, or at least for this game. And I mean, like. It these kind of excites me. These aren't made-up names. Like these are the official track names oh, on course. the official soundtrack. So this song is called "Rock Anthem for Saving the World." So, yeah, I'm starting to understand it too. There is a certain, there is a degree of goofball nature to this, right? And and that excites me. Now, I I definitely I was I was on the fence. Honestly, I was kind of on the fence about getting the Master Chief Collection because I was like, ah, oh, but you know, you you tried Halo before. You're not that big into it. Whatever. But like all the updated graphics and and stuff, and it's all the one nicely you know put together package. Like maybe you should just grab it. Now listening to this, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to grab it and, and give this a go. So yeah, I think it's really crazy after all the years that I've been me and avoiding this franchise. Even though I've been buying them, I have Halo one through three. <laughs> but uh, uh, I do think maybe uh, there's something for me here. <laughs> Because I think I might actually enjoy the campaigns for the Halo games. I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, the campaign the campaigns can be fun. I mean, I feel I feel that Halo might be partly responsible. You know, or you know, for with all the other games, COD and stuff, for games really just kind of forsaking the the storyline and really making multiplayer its its forefront uh, experience. But I don't know. There's like I said, partly responsible was a bunch of other games that kind of did that too. But it seems that the uh, Halo story is uh, fairly enduring. So it, that that's kind of a big deal because there's like freaking novels and everything. Like people oh, really yeah, care right. about Halo's story, and that's what's always kind the of the universe. Like, that's what's always kind of enticed me about it. Like I think around Halo Three when the trailers were dropping for that, and it looked like there was oh. just a real epic feel about it. It's weird. It's so weird how it's like this giant you know a uh, video game franchise with a massive universe with novels to you know fill in gaps and you and i are like what what's halo i've never i've never played it i've never heard of it what is it oh well, like i wrote <laughs> like i wrote in the beginning on the surface it looks generic which is what really st st 
made me steer clear of it. You just looking at it from the outside, you look at that box for the original game and screenshots and gameplay of it, it just looks like generic sci-fi first-person shooter, but apparently it does have a bit of a personality, so let's uh I'm in. Yep, eventually. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Anyways, we got two tracks left to listen to tonight, and the next one is called On a Pale Horse. Mm. <clears throat> Matt says, if I recall correctly, this is a long major mission well into the game when the stakes have changed and there's a lot of fighting to do. Well, I do like steak, so... I, I love steak, mm -hmm. and I like fighting. I like steaks. I like fighting with steaks. I like steaks that keep tents up. Let's listen to On a Pale Horse. Ooh, Enjoy. Boy, you're in rare form. <laughs> Not unlike a steak. <laughs> you're welcome. You are so welcome. I set you up for that one. <laughs> On a Pale Horse. Enjoy. We ride. pretty neat i liked how it was like it was really reprising a lot of this stuff that we had heard already um in in kind of a unique <clears throat> way that was that was fun i was apt i loved it i think that was so far sure it was probably one of the shortest but and i don't love it because it's the shortest you jerks um i thought it was one of the best put together pieces of music super simple just string section just doing string section stabs and just dun, 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 dun. Let's go. Let's do. It. Let's let's. Uh, that's that's my rock anthem for saving the world. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely that was nice and invigorating. Yes, that's one of the things that the Halo Three release, all the commercials leading up to it and stuff. That's the stuff that kind of got me like this. This seems interesting. This seems bigger than it than I ever gave it credit for because those commercials were so intense. There was one, the one I was talking about was this diorama and it has to do with, um, you know, uh, snippets from the story and stuff like that and it's just gorgeous. Um, was that, that the was, one that's set to Mad World? Uh, one of them was, yeah. That, um, that Halo diorama one where at the end of it, it um, he has uh, the grenade in his hand. Like, it looks like he's he, toast and the guy's got him holding up and then, like... Yep. That was a great commercial. Right? Now, now you that see, was like... such a good commercial. There's a lot of... They did uh, they did a lot of great uh, marketing and advertising for this, for, for, um, for three. And I remember just thinking, like, maybe I should. Like, there's something... Like, this is dope. This has got me excited. Um, this is not set to Mad World, by the way. It's just piano music. One of them is... Uh, I know what you're talking about, and I think that's part of the... Um, was that Gears? Maybe Gears was the no. Mad that World was one. I don't know anymore. It's too early in the morning. Let's never <laughs> do this this early in the morning again. Um, where are we? I just I feel like rewatch that diorama commercial. That was for yeah, Halo Three. That was but, so good. But you see what I'm saying? Like they had such a great marketing campaign that I was like, I think I might need to start looking into this. You know, you look at that kind of stuff and you think to yourself, like, crap. <laughs> so like yeah i i don't know i just i thought they i thought they had a fantastic campaign mm -hmm. so now the the more the deeper we get with this music i'm like all right well 
guess that seals that up. I wasn't, I didn't want anything for Christmas, truthfully. I don't really need anything, but I, I guess this is what I'm going to ask for. <laughs> uh, for to, to clarify, yes, the Mad World was a Gears of War commercial. That was, um, which one was that? Uh, Gears of War 1. I'm watching the, the commercial right now. Yeah, Gears 1, huh? Yep. Not early. Yeah, wild. But this was around the same time as Halo 3, because this was, you know, Gears 1 was 360, Halo 3 was 360, so. Uh, meanwhile, we have one last track yeah. for you guys, uh, and it's called Halo, and it's flipping long. <laughs> it's uh, four and a half minutes long, which is uh, a lot longer than most of what we've listened to tonight, but uh, let's let's hear what Mr. Matt has to say about this. Halo seems to be the overall theme track not in a medley form. It covers most of the energetic versions, but not the rock guitar enhanced version later in the game. But I don't actually recognize from 3 minutes and 20 seconds onward, which is a piano solo version. Well, let's give it a listen. This is Halo from Halo. Ah, enjoy.
so that's the one that I know as the Halo. Me too. Theme. That's yeah. that that sounded really familiar. Oh, I know this one, and this is that's yeah, that's a winner. That's right the there. one. That's yeah. the one. Now, that's a, that's a fantastic piece of music. It's oh, so it really is iconic for a two decade old uh, you know franchise. Like that's great. Yeah, it's a uh, that's 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 a. Uh, I kind of wish that, like, I kind of wish there was more to it. <laughs> I wanted to, yeah, I really wanted to stop. I would have like, this is a uh, this is this is pretty awesome. I would uh, wouldn't wouldn't mind listening to a little bit more of that. That second part of it was really <laughs> felt really disconnected. I'm not entirely sure why that's connected as part of the same track. To be perfectly honest with you, but um, still. it might be something in game. You know how like sometimes um, like a game ends and you know you get you get the music for the ending credits, but then they do like a little post credits kind of cheeky little thing. Maybe maybe it's something along those lines where you have to see it, um, uh, you know, like with with the imagery or something. Yeah, it makes more sense in context, kind of a thing. Context, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. It it makes more sense in context. Uh, I like that little piano piece though. I, I agree, it was a little disjointed. Um, oh yeah, it was a I'm, very I'm, pretty piece. I just I give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. No, that was that was awesome. This whole thing was awesome. What a, I agree. Yeah, what a fun episode. I was, I definitely this went this went better than the uh, was it the uh, the the Crash Bandicoot one. That as far I mean we we had fun with that one, but oh, I had a lot a, of fun with that episode. As far as like the actual music itself goes, I really enjoyed these tunes quite a bit. So yeah, there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. I uh, did it. Got any uh, final thoughts before we wrap things up? Uh, I would like everyone to know that I'm currently on Amazon looking at the cost of the Master Chief Collection. So <laughs> it's like this, forty bucks, right? Um, Xbox One Digital Code is currently on sale for twenty five sixty nine. Ooh, that's a. It's yeah. the The actual physical is is forty. Uh, excuse me, fifty. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, is that American? Not the money, but the actual game. <laughs> oh, it's forty Canadian francs. That's weird. <laughs> Canadian francs. <laughs> you went, where are you in Ottawa? Um, let me see something here. Well, anyway, I, I'm I'm definitely gonna pick this up um, and enjoy the heck out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I said, it's on my Christmas list with a handful of other games that I know I should play. So, uh, I guess that's gonna wrap things up for our Halo anniversary episode. Huzzah! 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 That was a that was a lot of fun and. Thank you, Matt, much for all of the delightful yes. information. Yes. Uh, and that is our show. Join us next time. You ready for this, Matt? You ready? I'm Join sitting. Us next let's, time. Let's do it. As we celebrate the penultimate episode in our anniversary series. Yes, it's almost over, but we've saved some of the coolest for last because our next episode is all about, finally, the 30th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. Ah, oh, my heart sings. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a good one. I'm very excited about it. Love that game. I'm, I'm so amped for this one. Yeah, you wanted to do this one earlier, and I was like, but if we put it off for a little bit longer, we can celebrate an anniversary with it. So, And here we are about to do that very thing. All right, we here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can, and we have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Hate Discord channel, in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff relating to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. And we also have a Waveback forum page on Facebook, which you can find by searching Waveback on Facebook. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com, and while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Uh, Matt, do you have any plugs for this week? Because I sure don't. I definitely do not. Yeah, well, I, I do. I do so, you know what? Just subscribe to Nintendo Force. There you go. Boom. Uh, <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Got him. Uh, so... <laughs> We're going to leave you tonight with The Long Run. Uh, I have no context for this song, and the reason I chose it is because Matt's notes on it are, quote, I have no memory of this track. (laughs) (laughs) So it's perfect that you put it at the end of the episode where we cannot talk about it. Exactly. So come to your own conclusions, suckers. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again for listening, everybody. Have a good night.